Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. So what we need to do is just pray through whatever, what they are, and then what you need to do is be in tune to what people outside, your, outside of you are saying about you. Like, man, I noticed this. And that's where we as a church need to get better at that, of identifying those gifts in others and coming alongside them and encouraging and say like, man, you know what I see that you're really good at? It's this. I think you're really good at that. And you're like, really? Because I think I'm horrible at that. But no, I see it in you. Go to any sporting event and you'll probably see people cheering on the athletes, screaming and clapping and waving and whatever they can think of to encourage them to win. Well, Pastor James shares that the same should be true for us as believers. We should encourage others in their spiritual gifts, maybe not with clapping and cheering, but at least with an encouraging word to show them that you notice their talent. Because we all need to recognize those gifts in ourselves and in others. Now turn in your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 12 as Pastor James continues his message, Gifts of the Holy Spirit. He lived each and every day as like, Okay, well, God's going to take care of it. In the morning, George, there's no bread. There's no milk for the kids. You know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go pray. I'm going to ask God for bread. He goes and prays. The baker down the road's like, man, I got all this bread. I got all this extra bread. It's going to go to waste. Do you need it? He's like, yes, we do. Thank you so much. Thank you, God, for answering that prayer. We don't have milk. Don't worry. I'm going to go talk to God about that. I'm going to ask God for some milk. Milk truck breaks down right in front of the orphanage. Like, he just... That he just, that's how he lived his life, was like, oh, what do you need? Okay, I'm going to go talk to God about that. I'm going to go ask him. I'm going to go ask him. We need that more, more of that within, within the church. People who actually get it and who know like, no, 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 it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Well, how do you know that? Because God's good. He's a good, good father. Well, is he? <laughs> do we believe it? We do, I mean, we sing the song, but do we believe it? And some people who have that gift, of, that faith where they're like, no, of course, no doubt about it. What do you need? I'm going to go talk to him about it. Need some bread? Need some milk? He knows how to deliver in weird and wonderful ways. This uh, gift of mercy. Mercy, is, it's the ability to show deep compassion to those who have spiritual, physical, or emotional needs. You got to have that within the church. You got to have that. You need people who just, it's just, they have this deep compassion for other people. It's a great gift. We desperately need mercy today. And especially with everything going on, the chaos and the, just the madness within our world, we, we need people who, who have the gift of mercy, who can show up and say, hey, look, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. There's a listed here, the, um, let me jump into some of these other ones, the, the gift of miracles. Um, the ability to do wonders and signs. Christ performed mir- many miracles as recorded in Scripture. Paul used this gift to affirm his apostleship as described in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. So it's this ability to, you know, to do wonders and signs. Now, some of these, this is where these are listed in, in John MacArthur's book um, as temporary gifts. Like these things have gone away. But I don't believe that. I, don't, I have a hard time believing that. 
Um, because I've hung out with missionaries. And when you hear about some of the stuff that's going on in the mission field, I'm like, well, how in the world do you explain that? How do you explain those unbelievable scenarios? That, that's a, it's unexplainable. Like, that's what makes a miracle a miracle. Like, you can't explain it. It defies, like, physics. It defies natural law. Like, there's no explanation for it because it's God at work and God is above natural law. So how do you explain the man who's in China, who's locked up in prison, in one moment he's standing inside the prison, in the very next moment he is outside the prison? How do you explain that? Because that happened, and not just once. How do you explain the, mission, the, the pastor down in South America, when guerrillas showed up to shut his church down, they tried repeatedly to chop his head off with a machete, and they could not do it? Explain that. Because I hung out with the missionary who, who was hanging out with that guy. And he's like, that guy's still alive today. I don't know if he is today. This is many years ago. I mean, how do you explain it? So it went away? I don't think it went away. Now, the sad thing is, is that we take these miracles, these wonders and these signs, and we turn it into a whole thing. And there's crusades, and come show up to this crusade, and, and you, you're witness miracles and signs and wonders and all this good stuff, and they wheel people up in wheelchairs, and are they really crippled or not? I'm skeptical, and I'm like, I don't think they are. I think it's all set up, but I don't know. Um, a lot of that stuff is. I think it's all, a lot of it's fake, but some of it can be real. But I also know, I just know that sometimes that gift has been abused significantly within the church because it draws a lot of attention to the person. That's a dangerous one. It's a dangerous one. But the Apostle Paul was walking around. He's like got sweat, you know, handkerchiefs, right? He's like, if he was today, he'd be wearing a mask and nothing would be all sweating. And people are stealing that from him and throwing it on their sick people and they're getting healed. But what was that doing? That was just testifying not of who Paul was, but of who Jesus was and his power. So miracles, it, it, it should... It should glorify Christ. It should point people to Jesus, not the person who gets to perform whatever the miracle is. It's not about them, but we'd like to make it about them. And if I can only get to that person, well, I don't want to get to that person. I want to get to Jesus, who that person is supposed to be representing. Jesus. Let's be excited about him, because without him, none of us are anything. So let's get excited about him. So when you, if you see a, wit, a miracle happen, if you witness that, or maybe God uses you to accomplish one, make sure you direct the praise where it, where it goes, okay? The gift of healing. This kind of goes along with miracles. Uh, it says, Peter had this gift. We, we've seen that. It affirmed his message and helped to establish the foundation for the church. This is one that has been labeled as a temporary gift. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. We, we've, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I don't know if you've ever been a part of witnessing somebody get healed miraculously. But it's happened. It's happened to friends of ours. I, I have a, a friend back in, from Amarillo. He had a, an inoperable brain tumor. Like, there was, there's nothing they could do about it. So what do you do? He called on the elders to anoint him with oil and to pray over him. And they did that. And as they're praying over him, these elders, they heard this pop and something that sounded like it deflated. The guy goes back to the doctor and they're like, your tumor's gone. The, the tumor in your brain that we couldn't get to, it's gone. And he's like, well, my, my church prayed for me. 
the pastors at the church, they laid hands on me and they prayed for me. And I heard this pop go off. And it wasn't even just him. The other guys who were praying with him heard it too. And what they believe is that was a tumor. God just taking maybe a pen saying like, all right, that thing's gone. And it was gone. And that dude's still alive today. No, No cancer, no tumor, no nothing. These things happen. They still happen today. That should encourage us. Because there's times within our lives where we're like, Lord, I, I need a healing. And it's not always physical. And this is, this is why I don't like that this is considered temporary. Because we always label it as, as, as a physical thing. But I've had times where I'm like, Lord, I need you to heal me emotionally. I need you to heal me spiritually. All right, so we got tongues and the interpretations of tongues. Tongues and interpretations of tongues. This has caused some controversy. It says this gift is manif- manifested by speaking a language unknown to the speaker. Pretty simple, right? Um, this gift had been or had to be accompanied by the gift of interpretation. All right? So, there, so this is the scenario. We've seen this displayed in, in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, the, the guys were there, and the Holy Spirit fell on them, and they begin to speak in tongues. They, they begin to speak in languages that they, didn't, they themselves didn't know how to speak. But it wasn't just like gibberish, or it wasn't just like this stuff where it's like, what in the world are you saying? The people outside heard their language being spoken by these, by and large, Galilean Jews who didn't know how to speak their language. So you see the point and the purpose behind the tongues. It's not just so you can just say stuff and you can learn how to do it if you just talk really fast and do that. It's not that. It's speaking... Most of the time, very practically, it's sometimes just speaking an unknown language at a given situation. Now, there have been times, I've been a part of Afterglows, where somebody will get up and they speak in a tongue. I don't even know what it is. Like, it's not an earthly language at all. But then somebody else gets up and they say, the Lord gave me the interpretation. This happened a few times when I was at a um, youth pastor's conference in, in Bible college um, in, in Calvary Chapel. Okay, just so you understand, because you're like, wait a minute, you know, where they're not, you know, they're kind of middle of the road guys, okay? Um, They're not like charismatic, too charismatic, but they're also not like, you know, whatever the other side is, I don't know. But they try to be more middle of the road, and we would do afterglows. And there there were a few times it happened where somebody on this side of the room stood up and, and said something, and I'm like, I don't know what they said. And then a few moments later, this person over here stands up, whether it's a guy or a girl, and they're like, um, this is what the Lord said. And they say it, and, and, it, and it is in agreement with that. And you're like, and, and the, tr- the group was like blessed because of it. You're like, yeah, amen. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. So it's not a scary, weird thing at all. The Lord knows how to do it. But I do know that practically, um, practically speaking, there are times where you might be out in public, talking to somebody or sharing the gospel or doing something like that, and somebody rolls up and they don't speak your language. But the Lord knows how to give you the gift of tongues where you can speak in their language where they understand you. It happened to my friends in New Orleans doing a mission trip, and somebody rolls up and they go to talk to somebody. They don't speak English at all. And what, uh, there's about four of them on this trip, maybe five. The, most of the group kind of stood back and they just started praying. And this one guy who like speaks zero like Spanish at all, like none, right? No Spanish at all. 
begins perfectly communicating with this person in Spanish as these guys are praying. And they ended that conversation. I think they led the guy to the Lord. In in the conversation, they get back and they're like, dude, we know you knew Spanish. He's like, I speak in Spanish? I thought I was speaking English. They're like, no, you were speaking in his language. You were speaking Spanish. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. I was just sharing the gospel. And these, these things happen. Now, some of these things happen when we actually go out there, right? We may not be experiencing some of these things because we're not out there. But that's sometimes a tongue can, the Lord knows how to, he can break any language barrier because there are no barriers for him. So that should encourage us as well. So whether it happens in-house or maybe it happens in your prayer closet, you, get, you speak in tongues in your prayer closet, sweet. That's between you and the Lord. That's between you and him. Maybe it happens during one of our worship services. You speak, tongue, you speak in a tongue. Well, let's pray that there's an interpretation so that the body is edified, so that the body is edified and Jesus is glorified, okay? Super practical stuff. But maybe you have the gift of tongue. Maybe you have the gift of healing. Maybe you have the gift of miracles, but maybe you don't know it because you haven't stepped out yet. Maybe you have the gift of prophecy. To, prophecy, to prophesy is to preach or to tell forth or declare the scripture. Prophecy does not necessarily mean to foretell the future. So kind of what I'm doing is prophecy. It's foretelling the scriptures, right? But it's not about like, okay, in a few days, this is going to happen, right? It's not that. It's not that. Now, you might get a heads up of like, hey, I think something's going to be happening this year. That can happen. That can happen, okay? Um, Because there have been instances of that. And I'm not talking about Notre Dame and things like that. I'm talking about like real things where the Lord can give people within the church a heads up of what's to come. But it's simply that for a heads up of like, hey, just so you know, man, I've been been praying and I, I was in the word today and the Lord just, man, the Lord pressed this on my heart. I think... We need to be aware of this. That's going to be down the road. The Lord knows how to give us heads up. And some people have the gift of prophecy. They just have that gift. Now, the, the other side of that, too, is they just have that ability to stand up and to proclaim the word, to proclaim the word. We don't need a new word. We just need the word. That's all we need. So some people have the gift, the ability to, to preach or to, to herald, to proclaim this word. The other thing that goes along with that is teaching. This gift is the ability to teach the word of God and to help the hearers to understand the scriptures as the author intended. That's a, in a church. You hope that you have people that have this gift. And if you have that gift, you should be teaching a class, period, right? What a waste if you have the gift of teaching and you are not using it. That's, that's despicable, okay? That is like, that's why people need to show up to church because there, I think there are people that I don't, I don't know where, but they have the gift of teaching. You need to be teaching. Now, that can happen in a Sunday school class. That can happen in a youth ministry or a youth group, and that can even happen from the stage. That can happen in women's ministry. That can happen in men's ministry, Bible studies, and all that good stuff. Um, that can happen within your house. If you have the ability to study the scriptures and then distill it down, right, and, and then communicate it in a simple way. That's, that's the gift of teaching. To make it understandable, so to speak. You're like, oh, I never saw that before. Oh, that was a good point. I never, I never thought of it that way. If you hear that from other people, there's a good chance you might have the gift of teaching. So let's tap into that, okay? 
It, there's, there's a few other ones. Uh, turn over to, to Romans chapter 12, because I got to get there real quick. Let's go to chapter 12 of Romans, the book of Romans. This is where these gifts are listed, but there's some other ones that are included here, okay? So Romans chapter 12. Um, let me find my right verse here. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, verse 6. God has given each of us the ability to do, to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, we talked about that, speak out when you have faith that God is speaking through you, okay? So speak out. Um, so speak. If you got the ability, to, the gift to a prophecy, well, then prophesy. Like, then do it, is what Paul's saying here, okay? Um, let me jump over to New, New King James. Um, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Uh, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads, or uh, yeah, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, so that's that's the other side of this list here. So you got giving. Some people have just the gift of giving, right? This gift is a direct reference to to the material ministry of giving food, giving clothes, money, houses, etc., in response to the needs of the church. Barnabas had the he had this gift. We know that um, he probably had other gifts as well, but we know specifically that he did. He had property, he sold it, and he gave it to the church. That's what Barnabas did. We saw that in the book of Acts. Some people have this gift. It just naturally just comes to, like, they just give. The philosophy is, from these people, is, well, you can't outgive God. I, I, I can't outgive God. So if they need it, I gave it to them. Wow. And for me, I'm like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm always just in awe of people who have that gift because I'm like, that's incredible. But that also speaks to my selfishness because I don't have that gift all the time where I'm just like, oh, you gave that away. <laughs> like me, this is just a good insight into how messed up I can be at times. I'm like, oh, you probably could have sold that. <laughs> you know, like, man, imagine you could have did that way. And, but people, they don't even think that way. It's beautiful. It's amazing. So praise God for that. If you got the gift of giving, sweet. That's amazing. The gift of administration or leadership. It's a gift, the ability to oversee the flock. This gift should be exhibited, should be exhibited by pastors and elders, um, as well as leaders of missionary societies, youth ministries, evangelistic associations. This gift of just having things together. You know, um, they know how to lead. They know how to organize. They know how to structure, right? Structure. Administration that, that's just always needed. It's, it's always needed in various ways, okay? The gift of helps. It's the gift, uh, this gift is the ability to, um, to aid in a time of need or to bear one another's burdens as a situation arise, arises. You just know how to step in. You just know how to step in and, and be there and like, you need, you need help? You need me to do something? You need a meal? Hey, you need a meal? I'm going to bring you a meal. You say no? Okay, that's fine. I'm just going to bring you a meal. That's going to happen, right? Like, that's... That's a gift of helps. Hey, you need your house clean? I'm going to show up and clean your house. Don't clean my house. Um, no, I'm going to show up and... No, no, don't do that, right? Like, these people just have this thing about them where they're like, no, you need help? I'm going to help you out. That's, that's, that's needed within the church as well. Um, unfortunately, that, you know, that can be one of those ones that gets, like, abused within church, right? You're like, oh, cool, you got the gift of helps? Sweet. Here's the broom. Here's the mop. Uh, the bathrooms are that way. Yeah, right? And you just run these people ragged. Like, no, that, don't do that, Okay. Um, we all, at times, 
even if this isn't your primary gift, have the gift of helps. And we have opportunities to display help to other people. So use that. You cannot use the excuse of like, well, I wish I had the gift of helps, but uh, I'd like to do the dishes, but you know, I don't have the gift of helps. Um, But I do have the gift of administration, so why don't you go do it, right? Like, that's not how it works, okay? That's not at all how spiritual gifts work, okay? Um, Just in case you're trying to like use that to gain advantage of some situation or scenario. It's not how it works. Um, Humility should be associated with each and every one of these gifts. The gift of service. Here's another one common within the body. Gift of service is, is working for the body of Christ in areas of physical ministry, such as serving food or performing maintenance. Um, it's just stepping up and doing stuff, right? So all the gifts, they're gifts from the Holy Spirit. You, you have a primary. I would ask that you just be praying because you, you might be thinking like, man, that's a long list. How many of these things are there? Uh, is there like 18? Skip Isaac says there's, he thinks that there's probably about 18 gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, so you, you would be wise to go back to Romans chapter 12 and go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 if you want more specifics or if you just want to pray through these things. But I would encourage you, if you don't know, just start praying through this list and say, okay, Lord, I know. And here's, here's where you exercise your faith. I know you've given me a gift. I just need you to reveal it to me. And sometimes the the revealing of that gift happens when you just put yourself out there and you try. I, speaking from experience, would have never, ever, ever thought I had the gift of teaching unless a youth pastor made me share with a youth group one one night, one Wednesday night in Amarillo, Texas, when I was in between semesters at Bible college. And even when I walked off that stage of sharing Psalm Psalm 8, I still remember to this day, Psalm 8, and I walk up and I'm like, what a disaster. Like, that's not me. That's not for me. What I needed and what the Lord knew was he, he confirmed that through other people. And he's done it constantly. In all my walk, you know, walking with the Lord and in times where I've gotten to get up and teach, I've, and because I need it, because I walk off of this thing and I'm like, oh God, I don't know what you're doing with me or what, what those people did to deserve what, whatever that was, but uh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what's going on. Please forgive me. And there's, it's nice that when you have people come alongside you and say, you know what I see in you? I see you have this gift. Because I've, ha- I've had people come alongside me and reaffirm that and reassure me of that. Like, you have the gift. You have a gift. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. So what we need to do is just pray through whatever, what they are, and then what you need to do is be in tune to what people outside, your, out, outside of you are saying about you. Like, man, I notice this. And that's where we as a church need to get better at that, of identifying those gifts in others and coming alongside them and encouraging them and say, like, man, you know what I see that you're really good at? It's this. I think you're really good at that. And you're like, really? Because I think I'm horrible at that. But no, I see it in you. We got to do that for each other because that's how we edify. That's how we build each other up. And that's how we encourage each other. But then that's also how you get strengthened in your faith because outsiders identify that primary gift within you. And then you're like, okay, Lord, if this is what it is, then help me to know how to use it for your glory. 
Thanks for joining us today on Bread for the Broken with Pastor James Grizzle. We're currently in a series called Every Good Gift. No, it's not talking about birthday gifts or Christmas gifts. We're actually covering all of the different gifts that God gives to you on a continual basis. God's heart is to bless you and for you to use the gifts that He's given you to bring about blessing and abundance to those around you. Like a parent, God desires to give you an overflow of gifts because He loves you. Have you enjoyed this message and would like to hear it again? Well, you're welcome to do so at breadforthebroken.com. Once you're there, simply click on the Listen tab. While you're looking for this message, feel free to explore the other teachings by Pastor James as well. Bread for the Broken is a ministry of Calvary Galveston. If you're looking for a church that you can call home or simply want to connect and pray with someone, we would love to be that for you. You can get in touch with us by filling out the contact form at our website, breadforthebroken.com. Are you interested in visiting us at one of our services? Well, you'll find that information on our website as well. It would be so great to meet you and to hear how you learned about this ministry. Our time with you is up for today's edition, but we encourage you to tune in next time to hear more about those gifts that God has for you. Join us for some more encouragement, maybe some conviction, and a whole lot of God-inspired wisdom that comes from the Word of God. Open your heart and mind to hear what God has for you, right here on Bread for the Broken. Bread for the Broken